it seems like it's very difficult. And you can say that it is, quote unquote, at first is difficult to make this change. But you know what is even more difficult is to stay in this period or in this way of draining your energy and not being completely fulfilled and having all of these things that are draining you all the time. That seems to be easiest just because you're used to that and our body naturally and our, you know, brain is like, oh, I'm just going to stick to what takes the least effort, even though it's not really serving me. But really, what it, that is actually the hardest path because you are constantly in this like self-sabotaging way of living. Hi friends and welcome to The Geode, your guide to modern wellness and woo. I'm your host, Stephanie Wood. I'm a mom, a veteran, and a modern mystic, and I'm on a mission to create an inclusive wellness community. A few years ago, I found myself drawn to the world of spirituality and I loved it, but I also felt really self-conscious about what I didn't know yet. I didn't feel comfortable asking questions or showing up to certain events, and I definitely never heard or saw anyone with a voice like mine, someone who's grounded, relatable, approachable really funny, and also really witchy. And that's why I created this podcast. On the podcast, we're going to cover everything from astrology to crystal healing, energy work, human design, and even tantric Ayurveda all from the perspective of relevant practitioners and thought leaders. I wanted to create a safe place for you to learn more about these contemplative and mystical practices and offer a variety of information so you get to decide what resonates with you on your own terms. I hope that you love it because I love you. Okay, welcome back to another episode of The Geode. I am really excited because today I have Laura Hoyas of Ancestral Knowledge here. We are going to be doing this in two versions, one where she interviews her husband in Spanish and one where I get to interview her. And I'm really excited to learn more about what she does, why she's passionate about it, and how she can help everybody. Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here and to connect with this community. I'm really happy. Thank you for this opportunity. Awesome. Uh, So maybe we can begin with you telling us a little bit about your company. I know that there's a lot that you do, that you have classes and retreats, um, but maybe just give us a a brief explanation uh, about the company and some of the offerings that you have. Yes. So Ancestral Knowledge really stems from a prayer that we have made as a family in our hearts to bring ancient wisdom and ancestral altars. And that, as the name says, ancestral knowledge, that is the knowledge and the wisdom that the most ancient civilizations of this earth knew how they were able to live at peace, how they were able to maintain a communion with everything in the universe, how they were able to really live very harmoniously, even amidst the difficulties that they had in their life, because they had a sacred relationship and an awakened understanding of everything that happens in their life and a direct communion, a conscious, conscious communion and connection with spirit and with the purpose of spirit in all things. And so we started this company to really give people access to this knowledge and this wisdom. And so we have retreats where we go very deeply. It's a very profound process of transformation for people where we we use plant medicines and other ancestral altars and 
women's circles, men's circles, um, Chinese medicine and acupuncture and very various different healing modalities that come together with one single purpose. And it is to bring well-being and to connect people with their heart. And we teach people what that means, recognizing that our heart is our fountain of well-being. And that from there, we can align ourselves to put harmony and peace and well-being to every other aspect of our life. And so the retreats are a big part of our work. And that is where basically where we go very, very deeply and provide the greatest transformation for people. And besides that, we also have various ceremonies that we have when we travel to the United States. My husband and I are based in Colombia in South America and my mother, who is another foundation of ancestral knowledge and, um, you know, another member of the core group, she lives outside of the DC area. So we work together and we travel a lot to the United States and also have people come here to the retreats. And also if someone wants like a very particular type of work or a very uh, special intention, sometimes people will just travel to us and have a private retreat with us as well. And so when we come to the States, we also have different weekend gatherings and ceremonies that are shorter time span, but are also very powerful and um, provide a lot of clarity and tools for well-being for people. And then we also started creating online programs for people that cannot travel or just want to have access to this information in their own homes and with easy access. And so we started creating online programs as well. Amazing. It's a lot and it's really profound. How did you get to the point where this was something you decided to do as a profession? Yeah. So basically, you know, when, when you make a sincere, sincere call from your heart, which that is what we call a prayer, it's like an intention from our heart. It's not like a prayer the way that we've been taught about praying or you know, the way that religious approach to praying makes us believe it. But when we really have a sincere intention from our heart, spirit takes us as its instrument and makes things happen. And so it puts everything together. So this really started through our own healing journey. You know, when, when I was young, I was starting high school and my mom went to a ceremony, ayahuasca ceremony, and had a really, really profound experience that completely changed her life. After she finished the ceremony, she called everyone and said, we're having a family meeting. I have to tell you guys like everything that I just lived. (laughs) And so we had a family meeting and everyone, you know, everyone else in my family was just kind of looking at her like, wow, you're really crazy, you know, because, you know, the experiences with ayahuasca can be really intense and she shared everything and it, you know, it can definitely be like out of this world. And so the rest of my siblings were kind of like, oh, that's really weird. But I was just like totally feeling that. And I said, mom, I want to go and do that, that you did. And so being a teenager still, I went and it was a beautiful life-changing experience, like completely opened my eyes and gave me so much clarity. And it really kind of like gave me a direction in my life, even amidst all the uncertainty and changes and personality crisis that we can go through as teenagers. Like, I feel like that really gave me 
uh, a vision for my life and what I wanted to attain and achieve in my life. Just being in communion with that fountain of love that I experienced and that understanding of unity and just overwhelming love, you know? And so, so that was the beginning. And ever since then, I started going to a lot of different ceremonies, became super involved in a, in a spiritual tradition that is called the Santo Daimi, which is a, a tradition based off of the Brazilian Amazon. And they also work with ayahuasca. And my mom and I were part of that church. It's a church actually that's internationally based now. It's in many different countries around the world. And then I came to Colombia after I graduated from college and I met Alex, who is now my husband. And he's part of this ancient tradition that cares for ancestral wisdom and kind of joins different indigenous cultures around the world and specifically the North, Northern traditions and Southern traditions. It's like the alliance of the eagle and the condor that come together and share all of this wisdom. And so in, in that tradition, there's indigenous leaders from different tribes and they all bring together their knowledge and they bring instruction for people. And so I started getting really involved in that tradition as well. And basically, you know, people started talking to us. We were able to just help people just by conversations. And <clears throat> Alex, my husband, he's the person that everyone that knows him, they have any type of problem and they call him and ask for help. And he's always able to give a lot of wisdom and things that really serve them in their life. And so, so then, you know, one thing led to another and we started doing the retreats just kind of like by the hand of spirit and things started happening. Like people started coming really deep things started to change in people's lives and in our own spiritual growth in our own path. Um, you know, when you're just like an instrument of spirit, you're just like open to whatever the guidance is next. And so that has really been like the process of beginning this work and always keeping that intention and that prayer to spirit to be a very clean channel to, to really follow through all everything that comes next and to be able to really serve from a wholehearted place of love and always thinking of that higher fountain that is the one that makes all of these beautiful things happen in, in our life and in people's lives. That's beautiful. And um, something that you explained to me before was that the prayer really has to be like mind, body, and spirit con spiritually connected in order for spirit to really work through you. And that some of what we think about where you're like a prayer of just words to God um, isn't necessarily how you will fulfill your destiny, but like really being open to it. So that was something that I, I learned. Can you talk to us a little bit about what, what elaborate a little bit, please, about what it means to uh, make the decision from the open heart? Yes, definitely. So we live in a world that is primarily all mentally powered or driven. Like it's just like programming that has been within us. That is like this idea of what success means, this idea of like all of these different areas of our life that 
it's almost like we don't even have a choice anymore. It's like, oh, you go to school, then you go to college, then you get a job, you get, you get married, you buy a house, you have kids. And, you know, it's like this thing and no one ever really stops to ask themselves, is this really what I want? Because then like 30 years down the road, you're working at this job that you don't like. You're feeling drained and tired and stressed out all the time. Your relationships are falling apart because you, internally, like, there's this like draining of energy that happens all the time. And so it's like this ripple effect in all these different areas of our life. And so this is really the huge work that we're doing. And not like we as like ancestral knowledge, I feel like this, the work that like people are doing, especially our generation is starting to really question those things and recognize that we can live life in a different way and that we don't have to just blindly follow this path that has been traced for us that is may not even be aligned with what we really want for our life and so that is really when we become aware of that that is when we begin to observe internally how we are approaching everything through our mind or through our heart and our mind is the one that where our ego lives and it is the one that is always telling us it's like playing the comparison game. It's always telling us that I need to do this out of fear and not out of that feeling of desire that actually fuels our dreams forward. And so there's this really important work of reprogramming ourselves to let go of these mental ideas and limitations that are just keeping us in this box that doesn't really serve our true purpose in life and our well-being and then learning to go to our heart is really all about connecting with what you really want in your life what what is it that you really desire and to stop moving so much out of out of fear and just trusting that adventure of life so much more and diving into it with excitement and with an open heart knowing that there's a greater power in this universe that's guiding you and that's going to open all of the paths for you. So when I made the decision, I'm moving to Colombia, I'm getting married and all of these things. So many people, especially my family were like, you're crazy. What are you going to do in Colombia? You just graduated. You have student loans that you have to pay. And like, like all of these things that they were afraid for me. And I just had to really get to the point where I silenced everyone. And I said, I respect your opinion, but it's my life and I know I'm doing the right thing. And how do I know that I'm doing the right thing? Because I feel excitement and I feel peace and I feel good generally. That is like the nudge from your heart or from your intuition that that is the right way to go. So that is really like a powerful tool that we can learn to observe within ourselves. If we think about something and it makes us feel excitement and happiness that's the way to go. And then we also have to remember that the ego, which is like the sacred clown that lives inside of us with a divine role given by spirit, it's always going to be there trying to distract us because that is its role. And so the more that we choose to go to our heart with full force, the more that our ego is going to come on with full force trying to distract us and say, what am I doing? I'm like, this is going to be a failure. Like all of the fears and things are going to come up, but then you have to be really strong in observing the ego, not feeding it. Just say, okay, I know you're there. 
and you're always going to be there and I'm going to make peace with you and I'm going to follow with what I really feel inside is the way that I need to go because it brings me happiness and joy and excitement to think about this. And I love that. Um, but as you're saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go there and I want to do that. But I think there are parts that are hard that, and maybe it's ego linked of the fear of like, I can't survive off. And I guess there's also a trust. You have to trust that if that's what you want and you really believe that you take that leap and you'll be supported. Um, Cause there was something that you said, but like, I, I recognize that within me as as something within my ego. Uh, and so what, what is the point you said that it's, it has a divine purpose to distract us? What, what is its divine purpose within distracting us to test us how much we want it? What, what, what's its purpose? Yes. So really there's a duality in the whole universe and there, it is a sacred duality. And we were speaking about this earlier and basically it means that The day is just as sacred as the night. What is clear is just as sacred as what is not clear. What is dense is just as sacred as what is not dense. Same thing with what is enjoyable and unenjoyable. There's a sacred purpose of spirit in all things. And so within us, we have this duality that lives inside of us. And in our ego is where we experience density and fear and pride and sadness and anger. And in our hearts is where we experience happiness and joy and harmony, balance and love. And so when we learn to really identify the sacred design of the universe and of duality inside of ourselves, then we can learn to align ourselves with what we want for our life. And so when we really know that, and this is why this is a practice, because it's typically not something that we are taught at all in our life. And so at first it feels more challenging, but the more that you do it, the easier it gets. It's like when you're learning to ride a car or to drive a car. At first it's hard. You feel a little scared. You're like, how do I do this? Am I going to press the brake at the right time? And then you start doing it more and more and it gets to the point where it becomes kind of unconscious. You can just drive without even thinking about it anymore. And that's how it is when we start to develop new habits and different ways to relating to things in our life. At first, it requires a lot of conscious effort. And that is the part where we are reprogramming. And then it gets to the point where it gets more fluid and you can catch yourself. Oh, that's a thought that's not serving me anymore or something. Or, oh, that's my ego. And you can feel it. You get to the point where you feel that difference inside. And so the part about our ego having a sacred role within us to distract us is really part of our sacred purpose on this earth, which is like a divine adventure for our being. And we know we're going to forget when we are in the dimension of spirit and we know that this life is a single instant in eternity And we know that we're going to suffer and we know that we're going to cry and we know that we're going to have a lot of fun and we know that we're going to have moments of bliss. We are in for all of it because we know this life is an instant in eternity. And so we agree to that. And so and we also agree to forget to make the adventure actually fun. Right. To make it like like this this journey that we're taking. 
And so it really is like this adventure. And that is how we can choose to view our life and our spirituality like an adventure and to choose to relate to the things inside of us that are heavy or that are hard for us like an adventure and like an opportunity to grow and to make it exciting and to have fun along the way. And so when we understand that our ego is not this bad guy that's inside trying to harm us, but we understand that it can actually be our greatest ally in our life. Because when we observe our ego, it will give us the greatest amount of energy to feed our desires, our dreams, our purposes, everything that we want for our life. And if we don't pay attention to it, it is going to consume so much of our energy, which we are not going to have that energy to feed our dreams and our goals and our desires in our life. So when we understand that our ego is actually a sacred tool that we have inside of us, whose sacred role is to distract us, but whose sacred role is also to be a fountain of energy for us if we choose to pay attention to it. Then we can make friends with our ego. We can make peace with our ego and we can use it to feed everything that we sincerely desire for our life. I love that. I want to go there. (laughs) When you say it, it sounds so beautiful, but I realize the complication between getting there is why there are services that you, that you provide because there are so many complications between taking the leap from one to the other. Um, so maybe you can talk about, um, cause I assume that this is some of the stuff that is at the core of what you do. Um, maybe you could talk about, um, your, um, girl to women program and what are some of the rituals you use to help bridge this gap? Yes, definitely. So first, I just want to go back to what you were saying that it, it seems like it's very difficult. And you can say that it is quote unquote, at first is difficult to make this change. But you know, what is even more difficult is to stay in this period, or in this way of draining your energy and not being completely fulfilled, and having all of these things that are draining you all the time. That seems to be easiest just because you're used to that and our body naturally and our, you know, brain is like, oh, I'm just going to stick to what takes the least effort, even though it's not really serving me. But really what it, that is actually the hardest path because you are constantly in this like self-sabotaging way of living. But when you do the work and you start to observe and establish a connection with spirit and the divine purpose in everything, you start to like open and expand your awareness. Then really I talk so much about prayer because it really is the number one key that is going to transform your life. When you make a prayer to spirit sincerely from your heart, it is going to give you everything. It's going to help you. It's like you have power in your corner now. And you are going to receive the help that you need to get to where you want to go. So, so there's this um, change in perception that we can make between what we think is the easiest thing to do, rather what is truly the easiest and the most fulfilling thing that we can do. And okay, so that being said, I'm going to speak about the From Girl to Woman program, which is actually one of our first online programs that we designed. It is done by my mother and I. 
So it is like a generational prayer to bring tools for women, especially for mothers of young girls, to teach them how they can start to understand their bodies and their feminine cycles in a sacred way so they can pass this knowledge on to their daughters. And so it's very beautiful because we've done a lot of work with women. Like I mentioned, I used to be in a women's group since I started menstruating basically. And we've been in women's groups for years. And um, now in our retreats, we also have women's groups where we share ancestral wisdom with the women. And the men have men's groups where they share ancestral wisdom for men. And so... Um, we would hear from so many women that I wish I knew this earlier. When I started menstruating, I thought that it was like this burden. I thought that it was this like gross thing that happened to me. I thought that it would make me weaker than the men because I couldn't play sports during that time like my guy friends could, etc. And all of these ideas that are more or less denying the sacred feminine essence in all of us as women. And so we really wanted to create a really profound tool for women to begin this process of introspection. And we thought the best way to do it was to begin to give this information to the mothers so they could directly pass this knowledge on to their daughters, because that is really the most powerful way that we can pass this knowledge and this wisdom from generation to generation and not have it be like the way that it's happening for a lot of women nowadays that it's like oh years later I came to know all of this through someone else or through something else and you know I wish that I had known this from my mother and that is really the intention behind this program it's completely online so women can take it in their home it is all pre-recorded it's eight modules packed with so much information that very deep um, lessons based on ancestral wisdom and indigenous cultures of how we can learn to understand ourselves and recognize our connection with the universe, with the earth, how we are one with the earth and how we are cyclical beings. And so we need to learn to understand our cycles so that way we can have more balance and harmony in all areas in our life and that we can understand our emotions and understand the processes that move within us. And also we go into sexuality and how we can speak about sexuality with our daughters. And so the daughters feel really safe to speak to us about what's going on and they don't have to be like approaching sexuality or asking their friends about it and all of that because there's also a huge disbalance in sexuality as well so when we really learn to honor ourselves and understand ourselves understand our bodies it has such a ripple effect in all other areas of our life our self-esteem our relationships the people we choose to be in relationships with um everything like every aspect of our life is is completely affected by how we relate and view our own body how we understand our emotions so so that is that program and women can take that all in their own pace just from their own homes as they have the time to do it because we know moms are very busy and we also have two circles the class is distributed amidst um four weeks time, but they also have lifetime access to all of the classes. And we have 
live meetings two times during those four week times, those that four week time span, and they they have the op- opportunity to share with us one on one or collectively in the group to have that support and hear different stories and just have that community aspect, which is also very important. Um, yeah, and that's interesting because um, I know that you said a lot of people came to you and, and asked for this information, but w- why did you decide to have this be the first online course? Is it because really start with the women and work your way out or just because it's personal? Um, what about this specifically made you want to have it as the first course? Yeah, that's a great question. So really, I think it, it's just the way that things happened. Like, Last year with the pandemic and everything that happened, it really was just like my mom and I were talking about this, knowing that so many women had asked us for this and we said, well, now we have the time. Now we can make this happen. And we did it. But actually, at the same time, Alex and I also started developing this course to help women Uh, not women, to help everyone, men and women, unblock their mind. And what does it mean when we unblock our mind? How can we learn to go to our heart? And all of the different, there's many different topics that we cover in this um, Unblock Your Mind course that it is, we actually did a free version for people to take. And it's, we're working on it to make it really, really profound and life-changing for people. But we just haven't released it publicly yet because we want it to be at that point where we say, okay, this is really, really transformational. And I think we were able to achieve that a lot quicker with the From Girl to Woman course because we we knew, like I said, we've been doing this for so long and we just knew the structure, like everything just landed. So I think that it was just like the timing that it happened and in the near future, this year, we're going to be also opening the Unblock Your Mind course as well. You've been doing this for quite some time and you've been doing this with quite a bit of people. Um, From where you are now, looking back, are there any observations that you made either about yourself or about groups that, um, that, that, just kind of really stick out to you? I'm sure every once in a while, there's sort of like this epiphany. So, you know, where you are now and, and reflecting on your path and, and the path of the company, any, any big epiphanies coming to you? Yeah, so, so many epiphanies. I mean, this path is really just like, you think you know something and, and then you know it, you learn it in a deeper way, in a different way. And you're like, wow, I had more to learn about that. And so the the path of growth is really endless. Like it's always, we're always growing. And what we have learned definitely in, you know, it's a, it's a process to really, really fully dive into this because our mental structure will always try to come and distract and, and have all these butts in place, but to really surrender to spirit and to just leave it all up to spirit. Like I know in our life, we have had seriously magical things happen when we just step out of the way and we trust spirit, like countless stories from how we were able to get married. We didn't have any money when we were going to get married. And we had like one of the most beautiful weddings and like everything just fell into place. Like 
everything, like everything that we have, we have asked to it for spirit. We have asked it from spirit first and it has never failed. Not for us and not for anyone, anyone that does this, it will work like this for you. And so really it's like that process of surrendering and knowing that this work is really in the name of spirit and to just like step out of the way and just let whatever needs to happen, happen. Like that's a big one as far as like trusting in the work that we're doing because our mind sometimes is like, oh, but you know, are we going to have enough people or, or, you know, et cetera. There's so many things that go into a retreat like this, so much um, coordination and so much. So our mind is always having that like fear well, maybe more of my mind. Alex is like totally serene and detached. She's like, oh, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> um, so really trusting spirit is definitely a huge one. And also another big one is trusting in the altar. So we work with ancestral altars, which the altar in itself is like an open portal that opens from our dimension to the dimension of spirit. And once you are inside of an altar and you are in ceremony inside of this altar, the altar itself is in charge of making everything happen. It's like you are held and protected by that altar, which is why it's so important to go to a very good place when you're going to have these medicines and, um, and to have altars that are well aligned. And that's a whole different topic in itself. But, um, but what I have learned is like the retreat that we do is like an altar in itself. And in that process, there's all of these things that come up for people. Of course, it's a deep process of healing. And we have done so many retreats by now that we totally know what that process is like. So when someone is like having a really difficult time and when someone is like scared, et cetera, we can be at peace because we know that that is the natural process. It's like at first I would get a little worried. Oh, is this going to work? You know, and then everything is like the sky clears and there's like rainbow. And you know what I mean? Like there's so many blessings. So just trusting in that process has been very huge. It's knowing that like the altar, the ceremonies are doing their work because we have made a prayer from our heart and that we can step out of the way and just let it do our work, that it's not our job to resolve people's lives because we have medicines and altars that are doing that on their own. And so we can be loving support, but um, we can just kind of like hold the sacred space for the transformation to happen. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I feel like we're going to episode number three will be with uh, all about altars. Um, my, I just have two more questions. One is I'm listening to you speak about opening up from the heart and spirit working through you. But to somebody listening who has asked for things or felt like they opened their heart to spirit, you know, they, that for the partner to come or the money to come, I realize that it's a, a very complicated thing, but are there little bits of advice that maybe you can um, give someone listening now who's listening to your story and is like, I would love to be able to have that as well? Yes, definitely. This is so important because we all have a connection with spirit. All of us. There's no one in the eyes of spirit who is 
better than the other. We're all equal and we all have the same divine connection and ability. So that is like first thing. The second thing is that we need to attune ourselves to learn how to completely like surrender and really open ourselves. Sometimes we say, God, help me. I'm open, but really we're not open. We have, you know, it's like there's this distinction that we have to make inside and we have to look and we have to see what blocks do I have? Like, I feel like there comes a time in people's lives. Sometimes it's common for it to happen when everything falls apart. Like when you have nothing to hang on to anymore, that you're just like, I can't do anything anymore. Like, I'm just like, God, if you're there, if there's something out there that hears me and can help me, please come and help me. And that is a moment of power because you are like, like you, you put your guards down. You like, you don't even have strength anymore for anything. You can't even fight anymore. You're just so drained because life has been giving you all of these difficult things that you're just like, I surrender. I can't, I can't even put up any force anymore. And so that is a really powerful thing to do. And another really powerful thing is to really be sincere with ourselves, with what we really want from our heart, not from our mind, from our heart. And to just really like, you can speak to spirit, just like, you know, it's like you're speaking to your soul or like that pure essence of love. Imagine God is nothing more than an infinite fountain of love. And if you have ever felt true love in your life, like the love where you can surrender, I mean, most people have at one point or another, it can be either with someone else or maybe even just like watching a sunset that you feel this like peace that drain that envelops you. All of that, all of these are moments that we can refer to for that sensation of peace. And when we fully know that and we can speak to God like here I am with what is good within me with what is bad within me just as I am with my fear and with my certainty with my anger and with my pride here I am spirit I'm here and I'm presenting myself and I want your help just as I am I'm calling you to help me I want this for my life. I want this person, I want a partner like this, etc. And when you make this call from your heart, it's such a powerful act, but there's a key ingredient that we need to have first and foremost, and that is humility. Humility is the key that opens all of the doors to well-being and to freedom. And when we make a call from our heart with humility, then that is like the most powerful combination for to, to open all the doors in our life. And we must do it with humility so that we are not demanding anything from spirit. We are just asking and we know that it is going to arrive in its due time so that it happens in the time of spirit. And spirit knows when is the best time to give us everything that we want. And you'll start to notice that when you make a call like this to your heart, some people from your heart, I mean, some people expect to like, just have this like 
rays of light that shine down on them or etc <laughs> and that's not the way it works we have to attune ourselves because spirit speaks to us in so many different ways so maybe we get in the car and we listen to a song that's all about self-love or something and then maybe we go to the bookstore and the first book that we see is like about something a message that we need to hear this is how god speaks to us or you see a billboard with like something that you need to read, you know, anything like that is how God starts to manifest itself to you. And so when you just attune yourself to see those different signs from spirit, then you, you start to recognize its presence in your life and you know that you have been heard. And so that's why it's very important to do it with humility and to continue doing it to, to just surrender to the process and allow it to happen and pay attention because no prayer is ever unanswered. And so you will see in subtle ways that apply to you that you have been heard, that spirit is there. You know, you, you will see it, you will feel it when you just attune your attention. Okay. What do you mean by humility? Humility as in, um, like, explain that a little bit more. Yeah. So humility is a huge topic. Like, I mean, a lot of people question what that even means. Um, what is humility? Um, it really just in this sense that I'm speaking about it is like you completely just open yourself. You're not demanding anything. You just see, you recognize that there's a greater power in this universe, that we are infinitely small in this universe, in this huge universe. We are so tiny, but in our tininess, we have the memory of all of creation. And so there's this power, this huge power that has the entire universe in harmonious movement. It is the one that's making the trees grow and the flowers blossom, and it has everything in harmony and in balance, even in the order and the chaos. And when you understand and you open your awareness to see that there's this huge power and that my strength and my energy is limited and I'm so drained by doing the same thing over and over and not getting anything, any type of result, or I'm just going in this like spiral that I know is not good for me, then you gain the humility to say, I open myself. I'm, I'm not going to try to do it myself. Like I, I'm just, I don't even have strength to do it anymore. I need something greater. And so in that sense, that is what humility means to me. It's really just like understanding that there's something greater that we can go to. And that when you are, you have humility in your heart things open in such a better way. Humility is the opposite of our ego. So when I was speaking earlier that in our ego is where pride and anger and everything that is dense and heavy for us inhabits. And in our heart is where all of the beauty and light hearted things inhabit within us, then we know that. And so if our, if our, ego is the fountain of suffering our heart is the fountain of well-being and what is the fact 
the fountain of well-being is through humility that is in our heart. So basically, humility is going to our heart, is really being in our heart in that state of like peace and happiness or just simple surrender. If you can't even feel happy when you just say like, I just surrender and you're in your heart because you feel this sense of release, then that is what I mean by that. Beautiful. Thank you so much. That was, that really helped me understand. Um, for people who are listening, if they want to work with you or learn more about you, where can they find you? Thank you. Yeah. So we have a website. It's ancestralknowledge.co.co. And we are on Instagram in the same, the same hashtag or not hashtag, the same username, ancestralknowledge.co. And also on Facebook by that same name. So if you'd like to learn more about our work, we recommend you go to our website and check out the testimonials because that is really what speaks the most about the work that we're doing and the, the huge transformations that happen for people's lives. And you'll be able to learn about our different programs. And we actually have the From Girl to Woman class opening at the beginning of April. So if you'd like to be in contact with us about that, we also have an Instagram account for that class, which is from girl, from girl period to woman. And you can find us there. And yeah, we would love to connect with you guys. And just like Alex, my husband was saying, if you at some point feel like you're going through a difficult time, and even if you can't come to one of our retreats or anything like that. We've had people that follow us on Insight Timer, for example, and they just write to us and say, hey, my son died. I'm just like, I'm going through a really hard time or et cetera. I'm just like expressing all of these things that, that have helped them. We have a lot of um, free resources on our website as well. We have the Ancestral Knowledge Podcast, which we share all of this knowledge, go a lot deeper into all of this through the episodes. And we also have the meditations on Insight Timer. And so even if, you know, if you just feel like you want to connect with us, please reach out. We love to connect with you guys and just, you know, make connections and just in any way that we can help, we are here. So yeah, don't, don't, um, don't hesitate to reach out. You're an angel, Earthside. You are, it's so nice to talk to you. It is so nice to talk to your husband. And I'm really glad that we were able to connect. Thank you so much. I'm Stephanie Wood, and you've been listening to The Geode, your guide to modern wellness and woo, the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review us. You can join me next week for another fun conversation. Until then, I love you. I was asking about, because I have what I feel like is anxiety and that in the culture with which I'm in now, you get a like a diagnosis and then there's, like, like it's like a symptom and then it gets assessed and treated. But you were saying that, and that's like a Western world thing. Mm-hmm.
Es natural tener ansiedad. Yeah, he's saying it's natural to have anxiety. Porque eso hace parte de la experiencia en el paso por esta tierra. Because this is part of our experience on our path on this earth. De lo que se trata es aprender a volvernos a estar en paz con nuestra ansiedad. And what it's about is to learn how to be at peace with the anxiety. Reconocerla como parte de la experiencia. And to recognize it as part of the experience. Y convertirla en una oportunidad. And to turn it into an opportunity. Para crecer. To grow. Se puede volver maestra. It can become your master. But it's very uncomfortable and I'd rather be comfortable. Pero que es incómodo y ella prefiere ser, estar cómoda. Naturalmente, todos preferimos estar cómodos. Naturally, we all prefer to be comfortable. Porque ese es el propósito natural alineado en la creación. Because that is the natural purpose in alignment with creation. Todo está buscando el bienestar. Everything is seeking well-being. Todo está buscando estar claro. Everything is seeking clarity. Nosotros no somos la excepción. And we are not the exception. Entonces, pero tenemos que reconocer que no existe la luz sin la oscuridad. But we have to recognize that the light does not exist without the darkness. Van de la mano. They go hand in hand. Y es tan sagrada la luz como la oscuridad. And it's just as sacred the light as the darkness. Hay propósito en la luz y en la oscuridad. And there's a purpose in light and in darkness. Siempre van de la mano. They always go hand in hand. No es mejor el día que la noche. The day is not better than the night. Ni la noche mejor que el día. Nor is the night better than the day. De alguna manera son lo mismo. In one way or another, they are the same thing. La noche es el día que se transformó en noche. The night is the day that transformed into the night. Y el día es la noche que se transformó en día. And the day is the night that transformed into the day. Y así mismo sucede con lo que no está claro dentro de nosotros. And in this same way it happens with what is not clear within us. De lo que se trata es dejar de pelearnos con lo que no está claro. And what it's about is to stop fighting with what is not clear. Porque cuando nos peleamos con eso le damos poder. Because when we fight with it, we give it power. Lo alimentamos. We feed it. Y si lo alimentamos, crece. And if we feed it, it grows. No hay que alimentar la ansiedad. We don't have to feed our anxiety. Ni la idea de la ansiedad. Nor the idea of anxiety. Sabemos que ahí está. We know that it's there. Que siempre va a estar. And that it will always be there. Y que va a aparecer en su debido momento. And that it will appear in its due time. Pero si no la alimento. But if I don't feed it. No le doy poder. I don't give it power. What, and what is feeding it? Like giving it attention? ¿Y, ¿Y qué es alimentarla? Dándole atención. Claro. Cuando le prestas atención, la recreas, eso es darle Recrea poder. Los, los pensamientos de, de ansiedad. ansiedad. Uh-huh. Yeah, when you give it attention or where, when you feed the thoughts about the anxiety or the thoughts that the anxiety is causing and you're feeding those thoughts, you're feeding the anxiety. ¿Y cómo lo vas a volver like I'm having p- anxiety about how to stop my anxiety. Piense bonito. Think beautifully. Traigan pensamientos bonitos. Bring beautiful thoughts. Piénsese bonito. Think of yourself beautifully. Usted tiene una herramienta poderosa. You have a powerful tool. Que es su pensamiento alineado con su corazón. That it is your thoughts aligned with your heart. 
Piense bonito. So think beautifully. Piénsese usted plena, llena de amor. Think of yourself happy, full of love. Dirección esa ansiedad. So direct that anxiety. Como una aventura. As an adventure. Si tiene mucha ansiedad, pues puede hacer ejercicio. If you have a lot of anxiety, maybe you can do some exercise. Puede salir a caminar. Or you can go out on a walk. Not like exercise the way that modern culture thinks of exercising. O, o, to, o tome un libro de mandalas y empiece a colorear. Or maybe you get a coloring book and you begin to color. Eso se llama hacer alquimia o magia. And this is called to make alchemy or magic. Al principio es más difícil. At first it's more difficult. Como todo. Like everything. Pero de mucho practicarlo. But the more that we practice it. Con el tiempo se vuelve maravilloso. With time it becomes wonderful. Al punto de que usted empieza a amar su propia ansiedad. To the point where you will begin to love your anxiety. Porque le está dando la oportunidad de crecer. Because it is giving you the opportunity to grow. Y van a pasar unos años o unos meses y vas a hacer cosas tan maravillosas que le vas a agradecer a tu ansiedad. And some months or some years will pass and you will do such wonderful things that you will give thanks to your anxiety. Entonces la magia está en cambiar la relación con lo que nos sucede. And so the magic is when we change our relationship with what happens to us. El mundo occidental nos dice que es una enfermedad. The western world tells us that it's an illness. El amor de este universo nos dice que es una oportunidad. And the love of this universe tells us that it's an opportunity. Tú eliges. And you choose. ¿Cuál es tu relación? What is your relationship? Llámalo enfermedad y esa es tu elección. If you call it an illness, that is your choice. Llámalo oportunidad y es tu elección. And you call it opportunity and that is your choice. Eso se llama libre albedrío. That is called free will. La posibilidad de hacernos libres eligiendo. The possibility to become free through our choice desde un propósito from a purpose y el propósito es bien sencillo and the purpose is very simple cuál es el ser que quiero ser who is the being that i want to be de una forma natural in a natural manner o sea no el que debo ser not who i should be no el que el mundo me dice que debo de ser not the one that the world tells me that i should be or i need to be sino que yo miro bien dentro de mí mi naturaleza But, y, y miro ahí cuál es el ser que me gusta ser naturalmente. But I look well within my being at my own nature and I look at who is the being that I like to be naturally. Naturally, I like to just watch TikTok and eat chocolate. Is that? You like to what? Watch, watch TikTok videos and eat <laughs> bad food. But that's <laughs> <risa> naturalmente me gusta ver videos en TikTok y comer chocolate <risa> ¿Y ¿qué hay de malo en eso? and there's nothing wrong with that but I, I mean, well, but I don't think that's my natural state but is, is it the same thing with addiction the, the, like the thing with anxiety it's the same thing with addiction that like you are focusing on it so it's controlling you si pasa lo mismo con, con las adicciones que como uno se enfoca en eso te empiezan a controlar todo depende de las adicciones. It all depends on what addiction. Las adicciones no son ni Mine buenas ni food. Malas. La de ella es de comida. No hay ningún problema. Mm -hmm. That there's no problem. 
If, but it's sugar, it's sugar. And it's like, it's not, it's um, like, I, I'm not in control. The, the, the food is in control. So for me, I consider it an addiction because it's like. La comida es con el azúcar, el chocolate, etcétera, está en control. Entonces ella lo considera como una especie de adicción porque pues de alguna manera la controla. Hay algo que nos cambia la vida. There's something that changes our life. Se llama el rezo. It is called the prayer or our prayer. O la oración, no importa el nombre que le ponga. It doesn't matter what you call it, really. It's not like a religious act of praying the way that we have typically been taught. Es aprender a ir al corazón. But it is really is learning to go to our heart. Y mirar la vida desde el corazón y no desde la cabeza. And to look at our heart, to look at our life from our heart and not our head. Lo que pasa es que la idea que tienes del corazón no, tal vez no sea la, la real. But what happens is that perhaps the idea that you have about your heart may not be the real one or the truth. Nos hacen creer que estar triste es estar en el corazón. We've been told to believe that to be sad is to be in our heart. En el corazón no habita la tristeza. But sadness does not inhabit in our heart. Ni la ansiedad. Neither does anxiety. Todo eso habita en una parte de nuestra mente que se llama el ego. All of that inhabits in a part of our, e of, of our mind that is called our ego. Para la mente y para la tristeza. If you stop your mind, you stop the sadness. Para la mente y para la ansiedad. If you stop the mind, you stop the anxiety. Si sientes ansiedad por algo, no recrees esa idea en tu mente. If you feel anxiety about something, don't recreate that idea in your mind. Enfócate en otra cosa. Focus on something else. Vuelvo y te digo, puedes escuchar música, salir a trotar, pintar. So you can listen to music, you can go out on a walk, you can color. Y después de un rato desaparece la ansiedad. And after some time, the anxiety disappears. De lo que se trata es poder estar en paz con todo lo que nos sucede. What it, it is about is to be able to be at peace with everything that happens to us. Pero para eso tenemos que tener la humildad de hacer un llamado al Creador. But for that, we have to have the humility to make a call to the Creator. Para que nos tome como instrumento. For it to take us as its instrument. Es un camino para ser recorrido. It's a path to be walked. But when you say it, it sounds so easy, except for like I'm stuck at a red light and the anxiety pops up and I'm like by myself in a car, then like it bubbles up. But the prayer thing, I've said prayers all the time because this has been a struggle for me a, lo like a long time. And I see it now. I have children. So I see it cycle into now like this next generation. And mm -hmm. so it's been a prayer and like it continues to be a prayer. But am I not praying correctly? Mm -hmm. Okay. See, que cuando tú lo dices suena muy sencillo, pero si ya está en una luz roja, sola en el carro y le entra un poco de ansiedad. Ella está sola y no sabe cómo controlar eso y que ella sí, que ya reza, ya ha rezado por mucho tiempo porque pues ha sido un problema muy grande en su vida desde hace mucho tiempo uh -huh. y ella ya tiene hijos y ve que la ansiedad se le está pasando a los uh -huh. hijos. Entonces que sí, es que no está rezando correctamente. Así es. Ya, quizás ya Yes, I'm not praying correctly. 
Me está rezando correctamente. Así es. Yes, you're not praying correctly. <laughs> Rezar es ir al corazón. To pray is to go to your heart. Y yo sé que voy al corazón porque siento paz. And I know that I go to my heart because I feel peace. Puede ser solo un instante. It can be only an instant. Y ese instante tiene poder. And that instant has power. Pero parece muy difícil. It appears to be really difficult. Pero es más difícil mantenerse en la mente. But it's more difficult to stay in our mind. Practica <coughs> mucho la meditación. Practice meditation a lot. Eso te va a ayudar. That's going to help you. Y encuentra la mejor meditación para ti. And find the best meditation for you. ¿Qué es lo que más te gusta hacer? What is it that you like to do the most? Pintar, tortar, nadar. Sleep. Dormir. Medita al dormir. Yeah, meditate uh, sleeping. Pon una música que te guste. Play yeah, I think it's because I have crazy dreams too. So I do think that it's like when I can get to a state enough that like something can come through. Yeah, tiene muchos sueños. Entonces que cuando puedes llegar a un estado, pues como que recibe más cosas. Sí. Mm -hmm. So play some good music, some music that you like, that's going to relax you. O si está lloviendo, escucha la, la lluvia. Or if it's raining, listen to the rain. Enfócate en un sonido. Focus on a sound. O enfócate en tu respiración. Or focus on your breath. Solo eso. Only that. Sin técnicas. Without any techniques. Solo observa tu respiración. Just observe your breath. Disfruta respirar. And enjoy breathing. Y eso para tu mente. And that will stop your mind. Eh, tenemos un podcast que, se, que es sobre el, el espíritu del aire. Yeah, we have a podcast episode about the spirit of the air or about the air. I can send it to you too. Te lo recomendamos. Yeah, we recommend it. Te va a ayudar mucho. Yeah, it's going to help you a lot. Eso te va a dar poder. That's going to give you power. Porque has gastado demasiada energía. Because you have drained a lot of your energy. Peleando con tu ansiedad. Fighting against your anxiety. Eso te ha agotado mucho. And that has drained you. Tienes que empezar a ganar energía. And you have to learn how to gain energy. Cada vez que paras la mente, ganas energía. Every time that you pause your mind, you gain energy. Parar la mente es enfocarte en algo muy agradable. And to pause or to stop your mind is to focus on something that is very enjoyable. Y así tu ansiedad se convierte en una oportunidad. And this way your anxiety becomes an opportunity. Eh, ¿Ella dónde vive? In, you live close to Charlottesville, no? Where do you live? Yeah, I'm in Charlottesville. I'm near Waverly. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Ella vive en Charlottesville, donde yo fui a la universidad. Ah, vive ya. Vive ya, ya. No, no, nosotros vamos a estar en Estados Unidos en junio. Mm -hmm. Puedes ir a un temazcal, a un sueldos que nosotros hagamos y te vamos a ayudar. Yeah, um, we're going to be coming to the States in June and we are going to do different ceremonies and gatherings. You can come to one of them and we can help you. O puedes venir a uno de nuestros retiros. Or you can come to one of our retreats. We have one in May coming up. Y hacer un trabajo profundo. And that one is very profound work. Que te dé mucha claridad that it will give you a lot of clarity. Y que te dé herramientas fuertes, poderosas para caminar por el resto de tu vida. And it will give you powerful and strong tools 
for you to walk with for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I want, I, yes, I want to do it. And when you're here, I'll see you. But like, there is a fear that bubbles up when I hear you say this, mm-hmm. that there is maybe that there's comfort in this discomfort and that the possibility of going back, like something happened when I was five, I disassociated from the body. And mm-hmm. I think anytime something occurs where I get closer, it's very scary. And so when I hear what the things like part of me is excited, but the other part is terrified. Yeah. Dice que, que sí, que le parece muy bueno de escuchar todo esto y también una parte de ella le da mucho miedo, como que saber, como que hay una especie de confort en el disconfort, que algo pasó cuando ella tuvo cinco años que la causó como que se desasociara de su cuerpo, o sea, entonces cada vez que como que se acerca más le da mucho susto, entonces nos escucha hablar y le da como una emoción y al mismo tiempo le da susto como de... De, eso es normal yeah all of that is very normal es como cuando un artista va a salir al escenario it's like when an artist is going up on stage que siente aparentemente miedo that they feel fear apparently pero eso no es miedo sino emoción but it is not fear it is excitement y y es normal, todos los que vienen a nuestro retiro sienten eso, eso mismo nos lo han dicho siempre. Yeah, and it's very normal what you're feeling. Everyone that has come to our retreat, they say exactly what you're saying. Si puedes escuchar los testimonios de las personas que han venido a nuestro retiro, te va a hacer mucho bien. Yeah, and if you can hear the testimonials of the people that have been to this retreat, you, you will see, they'll be good for you. Ha venido gente con... Marcos emocionales muchísimo más profundos que los tuyos. Yeah, people have come with greater, like a lot greater emotional turbulence than what you're going through. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I do feel really lucky considering like where I am, but, and also like, I want to keep just enough that I stay funny, you know? <laughs> Don't worry. Humor is a huge part of what we do. So no worries in that. I don't want to be too healed, you know, like I want to be healed enough that I'm still funny, you know, like that's my, that's my quota. Dice, sí, quiero sanarme lo suficiente para seguir siendo chistosa. Como que no quiero estar tan sanada que ya no soy chistosa. Yo le dije, no te preocupes que el humor es una cosa muy grande y lo que hace I don't want to be too peaceful, you know, like I still want to be funny and charming. So like a little bit, a little bit that like makes me still be like charming. Yes, yes. La risa y el humor es una señal de estar en paz. Yeah, laughter and humor is a sign of being at peace. Yo, yo antes era muy espiritual. That he before was very spiritual. Era muy aburrido. He was very boring. Hasta que me fui a vivir con los indios. Yeah, I don't want that. No, I don't want like all love and light. You know, like I like a little bit of grit, a little, a little fun. Yes, yes. <laughs> sí, que no quiere eso, que quiere un poquito de, de risa y de humor uh-huh. todavía. And so until he went to go and live with the Kofan people and indigenous uh, people that we work with here in Colombia. En la selva. In the jungle. Y, y allá entendí la verdadera espiritualidad. And there he understood what true spirituality is all about. Pura risa. Pure laughter. Cómo se divertían. They had so much fun. 
¿Cómo se reían de ellos mismos? They laughed of themselves all the time. De sus problemas. They laughed about their problems. Y eso me enseñó cuál era la verdadera espiritualidad. And that taught him what is true spirituality. Salirme de tanto cuento místico de la nueva era fue lo mejor que me pasó. To get out of so much mystical stories of the new age was the best thing that he did. Y entender que el propósito natural del creador. Yeah, and to understand that the natural purpose of the creator es la recreación. is recreation. El creador se recrea, se divierte. The creator recreates itself. It has fun. En toda su creación. In all of its creation. Por eso las noches estrelladas, los arcoíris, that los is, colores. That's why there's starry skies and rainbows and beautiful colors. Los sabores. Different tastes. La vida es más deleitosa. Life is more delightful. That's what I do. Like when there's all these people who are like these yogis and they don't, I'm like spirit, like there's spirits around us are like, eat the cheese, you know, like eat, you have taste buds, enjoy, enjoy being a flesh. Like yes. the spirits around us aren't like deny yourself. The spirits around us are like, no, like eat the cheese, eat the chocolate, have the fun. Yes. But yes. I have a question. Um, mm -hmm. When he says head and heart, what does he mean? Like thoughts and feelings? Like, I don't mm -hmm. like, I know obviously it's not the heart, heart. What, 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 Is he calling the head and what is he calling the heart? Okay. Um, sí, que eso es lo que ella dice, que hay veces de gente tan espiritual, como que ella dice, no, pues, pero es que los espíritus dicen, cómete el queso, cómete el chocolate, estás vivo, tienes carne, vive la vida, no, no te niegues todas estas cosas. Entonces, que eso es lo que ella está diciendo. Bueno, y lo otro, tiene una pregunta sobre lo que tú quieres decir cuando dices la cabeza y el corazón mm. o la mente y el corazón que mm. si estás hablando como de pensamientos y sentimientos o, o de qué estás hablando qué quieres decir cuando hablas de la mente y del corazón los sentimientos están en todo nuestro ser yeah, our feelings are in our whole being la palabra sentimiento quiere decir que se siente and the word feeling means that you can feel it entonces, yo no estoy hablando de la cabeza y el corazón, la mente y el corazón. And so he's not speaking about the head and the heart. He's speaking about the mind and the heart. Alinear nuestro pensamiento con nuestro corazón. So to align our thoughts with our heart. Un buen pensamiento desde el corazón. A good thought from the heart. Es que yo todavía creo que no entiendo bien lo que es el corazón. El, 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 el corazón es el punto donde... El espíritu experimenta la paz y la armonía. Yeah, our heart is the place where the creator experiences or where we experience peace and harmony. Alegría, belleza. Happiness, beauty. Cuando nuestro pensamiento está alineado con ideas de bienestar, de paz y de armonía, está en una línea con nuestro corazón. When our thoughts are aligned with ideas of peace, harmony, beauty, happiness, then it is aligned with our heart. Cuando nuestro pensamiento está con ideas de tristeza, de rabia, de ansiedad, está alineado con nuestro ego. And when our thoughts are aligned with ideas of sadness, anger, judgment, and um, pride, then it is aligned with our ego. 
Entonces tu pensamiento lo puedes alinear o con tu ego o con tu corazón. And so you can align your thoughts with your ego or with your heart. Imagínate un amigo que, que está accidentado en la clínica. Imagine a friend that got in an accident and they're in a hospital. Y piensas, pobre, cómo sufre. Dios mío, ayúdale que está sufriendo. And you think, poor him, God, please help him. Oh my gosh, he's suffering so much. Eso parece que es una persona que tiene un buen corazón. That appears to be someone that has a good heart. Like those thoughts appear to be coming from someone with a good heart. Eso es lo que el mundo nos ha hecho creer. And that's what the world has made us believe. Pero eso no es un buen corazón. But that is not a good heart. Eso es un alineamiento con nuestro ego. That is an alignment with our ego. Con la densidad. With density. Pero si piensas en tu amigo. But if you think about your friend. Y lo imaginas en la clínica. And you imagine him in the hospital. Como quiera que esté. However he may be. Lo imaginas en paz. You imagine him at peace. Su, imaginas sus células restaurando. You imagine his cells restoring themselves. Imaginas una fuente de amor que lo abraza y él sintiendo esa fuente de amor. You imagine a fountain of love that embraces him and he feels that fountain of love. Y lo imaginas a él corriendo y riéndose de su experiencia. And you imagine him running and laughing about his experience. Ahí estás alineada con tu corazón. There you are aligned with your heart. Eso es un ejemplo. That is one example. Okay, so it's like a, it's a source. So you could source whatever you're directing out from a place of like pure pure intention or from what we've been conditioned essentially. No, no importa la fuente de intención, no importa todo eso. Yeah, the fountain of intention. Yeah, that's not But just that's a head, like a, like a okay. Solo piensa lo bonito más allá de la fuente de lo there's que sea. There's something like if you think about that example, there's one thought that or call it a prayer. You know, you can say I'm praying for my friend, but I'm praying God help him, poor him, he's suffering so much. And in your body you feel this like pity and this sadness and this type of weight, right? But if you think about your friend and you think about him healing and happy and feeling well-being, that in your body naturally is like the weight lifts and you can feel like a harmonious resonance in your being. That is the difference between when you are aligned with your mind or with your ego or with your heart. You feel the feeling that comes from what you're thinking feels good or, and it brings peace or it doesn't. And that's what, what he was saying with that you're not praying correctly because if you're praying to spirit, but you have this heaviness, this weight, and you're like, you know, in one way or another kind of feeding that anxiety through the prayer or something, then spirit resonates with that sensation. But if you feel, if, you, if your prayer is aligned with a feeling of peace of well-being, of love, you feel that in your body. And that's what you're feeding inside as well. I understand. And also like the direction at which you come at something. Like if I'm coming at yeah. the prayer with anxiety to help with something, then it's sort of like just repeating the cycle of what, yes. it, what it is I'm trying. Okay. 
Ya, ya, sí que ya entiendo. Yo le dije pues que la diferencia es la sensación. Por ejemplo, que mire ese ejemplo uh -huh. del amigo, uno puede sentir, si uno piensa, es, le estoy rezando a Dios, ay, por ver, qué pobrecito mi amigo. Uh -huh. Uno siente como, como un peso, como un dolor adentro, uh -huh. pero si uno piensa en el amigo sanándose, uno siente como que ese uh -huh. peso se aliviana y como que uno ya siente como paz, sí. que esa es la diferencia entre estar en la mente y el corazón. Y ella dice que sí, que lo entiende, bueno. que es como la intencionalidad con la que uno hace algo. Uh -huh. eh, muchas gracias por la confianza. Eh, ya me voy a ir a estar con los niños. Listo. Entonces. Ya, yeah. ya, yeah. he says you got it and thank you for. Awesome, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, thank yeah. you.